0: Welcome in to another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jim Morris at Jay Morris MCM. Today, Tuesday, May 2nd, uh, talk a little bit about the Titans draft and kind of some fallout from the draft. Uh, just kind of a higher, like, overview of what went down. I would say that the first-round pick, Peter Skronsky, like, that was a really good pick, right? And we can debate on... The Titans information leaking that they wanted C.J. Stroud. The Texans, like, we, we go back and forth about all that. It doesn't matter. Texans have the second pick. The Texans pick C.J. Stroud. So the Titans were never going to be able to get C.J. Stroud. Had he had been there at three, it would have been great to try to go up and get him. Um, this is why we talked about before, there was no sense in trading to three before you knew what happened at one and two. Because if you trade to three and then Stroud's off the board, then what? So... I think that the Titans um, did as well as they could there. Like the way the, the board fell, or the way the draft fell. Um, if, if they could have traded back and picked up extra picks, maybe. But stay there, pick a good football player. They'll figure out if he's going to play tackle or guard. Most of the people seem to think he's a guard, but whatever. If, if he comes in and, he, and he's a part of this team for the next ten years, nobody's going to care that they took a guard at 11, right? They needed offensive line help. nothing to be upset about there. Okay. Go to day two and you trade up for Will Levis. Now they didn't give up much to get him, right? They swapped second round, swapped third round, uh, gave up a third in next year's draft to, to come up and get Levis. Okay. So that's the, the cost there is fine. You can debate the player, right? And here's what I'm going to say about that. You know, those of you who have been titans fans long enough to remember jake locker right and now jake locker was a much higher draft pick right he's a a pretty high first round guy we spent the entire off season and really the entire off season plus a season because you know matt hasselbeck started all of jake locker's rookie year but we spent that entire time going through different things that happened at washington where jake locker played college and talked about why those things weren't jake locker's fault and how Things are going to be different because the line's better, the receiver's better, whatever it might be, all right? Turned out Jake Locker was pretty much the same player in the NFL that he was in college, got hurt a bunch, was not, didn't have what it took to be a franchise quarterback, okay? So I'm not going to do all that with Levis, right? We can go through all that stuff. If you want to do it, fine. By all means, go ahead, watch it. There are drops. The offense is bad, whatever. None of that matters at this point. All that matters is whether or not Will Levis can play in the NFL. And we will not find that out until he plays in the NFL. So I would just say, wait and see. Take take the patient approach. I know that's hard, um, especially you know with everything that this team has had going on. But I would just say, be patient. See what happens. See whether or not he can play before you jump to any type of you know crazy conclusion. All right. Um, third round, Tajay Spears. Listen. I had a problem with them picking a running back there. There were a couple of receivers that I thought they should have picked that could have come in and helped them, um, but they chose to go with the running back. I was upset, and then my friend, Gray Ramsey, shout out at G Ramsey 712 calls and says, did you see NFL Network? And I said, no, I, I, I'm watching, I think we were watching ABC. He said, well, they said, you know, he's got this, He's only has one ACL, he's an arthritic knee, one contract guy. And so then the pick, I mean, feels like a disaster to me. I will say that Easton Freeze um, made a good point on Twitter saying that you should look at running backs as one contract guys anyway, because giving a second contract to a running back is not a good idea. I think we're going to have to shift hear how we think about running backs, okay? Because the Titans have been in a long run of bell cow, really good running backs, right? I mean, if you span the entire time they've been here, you go all the way back to Eddie George, Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry, and obviously there's some seasons in between there where they had different guys or, and whatever, and they, and they did have a little bit of a committee. But for the for the majority of the time they've been here, it has been a one running back system that's not the way the majority of the nfl operates anymore we know that's not how the 49ers operate um and so i think that in that light you say okay well maybe we don't who cares maybe we just don't care about what happens to his knee after this first contract maybe he's he's here for three or four years if he's productive in that time then you move on great these these guys are kind of disposable right as far as you know players go okay so um you know, I, I think that's a good point. And I think maybe we should think about it through that lens. Then you have what happened on on Saturday. Get into all that. Those guys, anything, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round. You know, you can look at what they did and and try to project it, but it's an it's an impossible projection. Most likely, none of those three guys ends up being a significant contributor to this team. If they do, great. You know. So, I, I mean, overall, I would say like just. I would have liked to have seen a receiver, really in the second and third round, but um, definitely before the seventh round. That's kind of my biggest beef with this with this draft. Um, I don't, I didn't like Will Levis as a player. He's not a guy that I wanted to um, have as you know pinning the hopes of the franchise on. Maybe he surprises us, right? I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, You know, he's got he's got some of the tools for sure. Um, I prefer my quarterbacks to have played well at quarterback in their college career, like throughout their college career, not just for one season. But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. If if Will Levis ends up being good, then this is a good draft. That's what it's going to come down to. It's always about that. It's always about the quarterback. So we'll see if if that's how it plays out. The other thing that I'll say about the quarterback situation, you because Vrabel said on Friday night after the the third round, when when he and Rand Carthon did their press conference, Vrabel said, you know, Tannehill's won. Malik Willis is two, Will Levis is three, and then it'll be up to the players where it goes from there. I think that's a great approach. I think that's really smart. I would almost rather this team try to find a trade for Ryan Tannehill at this point. Let Will Levis and Malik Willis duel it out in camp and go with those two guys. Um, If you have Ryan Tannehill here, and if he is healthy for an entire season, and if the team stays reasonably healthy, then I think you are looking at a situation where the team wins eight, nine, ten games. Okay, you're in the mix for the division title again. My AirPods keep cutting in and out. Sorry if this sounds a little a little weird here. Um, I, I think so. With Tannehill healthy, I think you're you're again you're in the mix for the division. Now the Jaguars, if if they really do take that next step. They they could be the favorites in the division. The Colts with Anthony Richardson, it's going to take time if he's ever good, um, you know. And then the Texans, I think they have a lot of potential, but again, you got a rookie quarterback, right? So um, I, I think that with Tannehill here, you win eight, nine, ten games and you end up picking in the mid twenties or whatever it may be next year, and you don't have the chance to go get that that crazy good quarterback that you would hope you're going to get at that pick if Levis doesn't pan out. Now, you have to give Levis more time than that, blah, blah. But anyway, a blue chip player, a Martin Harrison Jr., what, whatever it is, a blue chip player that you would want to get. So in my mind, you let you find, you find, get some capital for, for Ryan Tannehill. Maybe you can get that third back that you traded for Levis. And then you um, let those guys duel it out, and you see what you have from those two guys. That way you have your answer on those guys going forward and then you know if you need to, if you need to get a quarterback, if they're both bad, you have a really good draft pick. Now I don't think that's the way that Mike Vrabel's going to want to play it, but I think for the overall health and, and you know well-being of this franchise, I think that would be the smartest thing. It would make 2023 really hard but again, look forward look to the future. I, I think that's where I would like to see them go. Who knows what they will do, but I just think that'd be smart. And then, you know, in that scenario, then you have a conversation too about trading Derrick Henry, about trading, uh, I mean, Kevin Byard, I guess. Any of the, any guys that are not in your plans for 24, you try to get something for in 23. Um, Especially, like, especially Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they have one more year here most likely. And so if you're not going to compete in 23, there's there's really no reason for them to be here. And you all know how much I love Derrick Henry. Would hate to see him play anywhere else. But for a franchise building thing, I I think, you know, you you have to kind of play all these scenarios out and see where it goes. I would not give up any more 24 draft capital to bring in a veteran receiver. I know they need help in the receiver room. It's a disaster. Um, It's got to be the worst receiver room in in the league. Uh, I haven't looked at all of them, but I I can't imagine a, a group that would be worse, but you just, you've just you already given up your third in 24. I don't know how much more you can do with a team that's going to have so many needs. Again, the good thing is they're going to have $100 million in cap space, but it's it's hard to spend all that money, at least productively. So, um, anyway, I, I, I thought overall we'll, the draft is a wait and see. If if Skronsky's good, which I think we all expect him to, to be, if Levis ends up being good, it's a great draft. If Spears can at least hold up for, through his first contract – it's fine, you know, and, and so we'll just we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes from there. But a lot of ups and downs. Rand Carthon's first one got a little insight into how he's going to draft. Um, you know, he said, "What do you say? Roll the dice, play the board, or what something like that." So obviously he's uh, he's going to stick with his best player available type deal, um, and you know we'll see we'll see how that works out for him. So like I said, next year he'll be able to fill some needs in free agency, and then maybe you can do a better job of just taking best player available building up the roster so all right that'll do it for today thank you so much for listening uh we will be back very soon to talk through some more things and then if news breaks or any of that kind of stuff we'll hit you up as well like i said i'm jimmy morris this is home run throwback part of the fans first sports network So check that out and check me out on twitter at j morris mcm thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you again later